1994 film The Santa Claus is a Christmas classic. Tim Allen plays Scott Calvin, a businessman who startles Santa, causing him to fall off his roof on Christmas Eve. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this next episode of Shenantics, the bi-weekly podcast, pretty much, where we don't mean to make it bi-weekly, but it is. Right, M. Cole? That is right, with your two hosts, Skinky and M. Cole. How are you doing this week, Skinky? Wow, I am just super. Ah, yes. It's a wonderful uh, Thursday night here in the, uh, in the United States of America. With uh, How's the weather doing over there, Skinky? <laughs> Did you just say it was a Thursday night? Yeah, I just I was gonna like completely just go somewhere weird, and then it just fell apart. So I just defaulted to the normal default of weather for calm. But why say it was a Thursday? I don't know. I really don't. That that escapes me. That escapes me. So it's a it's a <laughs> wonderful it's a wonderful Monday morning here in the Shenantix universe. Really good Monday morning of it's us. Really recording. good. It's actually really four thirty a.m. right it's true. now. It's true. Skanky cut out everything we just said. Here, I'll. There we go. Nice marker point to kind of there cut you into. Go. Hey Perfect. guys, welcome to Monday morning at four o'clock a.m. Just in time, recording for you for uh for Shenantix. So. The birds are chirping. We're, me and M. Cole were sipping our coffee and our tea. Mm-hmm. And I think someone's making us some pancakes. It's a great morning here. Oh, my God. I made pancakes this weekend. I made some buttermilk pancakes and phenomenal, phenomenal pancakes. Dude, I can't say do you Do you do it. the syrup? You put maple syrup on your pancakes? I do. I do. I do. I think I used okay. to be a, a jam kind of person. If I'm making like the like the frozen freezer aisle pancakes that come in the box and just throw them in the microwave, then mm-hmm. I'll put jam on them. If I'm doing like oh. anywhere else, I think I've kind of moved over to doing the maple syrup on my pancakes. Do you put butter? You do the butter? Oh, you got to put butter. You exactly. Exactly. That's, that's, the, that's the typical fat that composes the breakfast pancake dish. Exactly, and you know what you got to do? You got you got to put them in between the layers of pancakes. You know when you got to oh, stack. Yeah, yeah, because then they melt together there, and just like kind of. Dri- oh, so good, so good. Oh, so good. I want some pancakes right now. It sounds me amazing. too. Me too. In your mind, how many pancakes are in a pancake stack? Isn't it four? Ooh, I was thinking three. Is four the official number? Three or four? How many pancakes <laughs> are in a stack? How many pancakes? Oh, we have a short stack. What's a short stack? A short stack. A full stack is five. Okay. A short stack is three. Wow. Okay. So you just split the baby. You are like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're going with a full stack or a short stack. So I I'm just had a stack. Four. You're just like a stack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We got short stack, stack, full stack, and you just went in the middle to the stack. I makes sense. Makes sense. Can I get a double full stack, please? Of pancakes? God, that's a lot of pancakes. God. Oh, God, that'd be insane. It's like when IHOP has the unlimited pancakes, and you're just like, I can't eat more than two of them, so I don't understand the appeal that you would bring me more than two. So I've only been to IHOP once. Oh, really? Yeah. Am I missing out on something? I feel like a diner is the same thing as IHOP, but better. Oh, 100%. I was just about to say, when you were, I thought you were going to end at the same thing. I was going to be, no, I think a diner is better overall. I'm curious, though, before we get into this, have you been to a Denny's more than once? 
No, the only experience I've ever had with Denny's was in the movie Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Mm, yes, where he signs the contract. Right? What? What? <laughs> Wait, what What contract? To be oh my Santa? God. That is what the literal premise of that movie is. The premise of the Santa Claus is that Tim Allen signs a contract where the contract has a clause in it regarding being Santa. Is that what happens? Yeah, that is what I... I no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Hold the on. The whole thing was that whoever kills Santa becomes Santa. Yeah, but I believe there was... Which on, also opens up a whole universe of very interesting things. Because that means that Santa is a murderer. Or Highlander. Or an assassin. All that is true. Because that, that would mean that Santa has a license to kill. That is that is that is that is true. Hold on. I'm, what I'm, happens I, if Santa dies of natural causes? Then God clearly becomes Santa. <laughs> but isn't Santa God? Whoa, dude. Whoa, I don't. Now I, we're I getting think, into some I, religious I, disagreements. I, th- <laughs> I think that is. I think you have now taken that too far. As <laughs> I keep googling the Santa Claus, I am. I don't know why this is like sticking out of my head as a thing with. That it was the clause of the contract, and I'm not finding a good synopsis. No, there this. is, there is. You're right, you're right. But I don't think he ever signed it. It was I just think there was a scene. Remember when like he starts just growing the beard after Santa falls off the roof? Yeah, and they have that one guy that's an elf. But what else is he in? Where's the cast of the Santa Claus? I okay, need to know on, who this on, guy hold is. Hold on, hold on. This is like <laughs> not a. <laughs> I don't know. It is ju- almost July, and we are talking about Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Yes, that Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold is the dead, I think. I think Eric Lloyd. Is that who it is? Okay, hold on. I got Yeah, this. wait, I think it's Eric Lloyd. No, Eric Lloyd's the kid. He got so old. Charlie, Eric Lloyd. I think it's yeah, David yeah. is who I'm thinking of. David Crumholtz. Yes, he's he's the elf in it. I think David Crumholtz is the one who brings up to him that there is some clause that he's being held against his will with. What the fuck do I remember David Crumholtz from outside of the Santa Claus? Okay, hold on. There's a website. There's a website. I would say David Crumholtz was in a film called Sausage Party. So, oh my I, god, that movie was so bad. I can, I can only imagine looking at the cover poster in 2016. Oh, was he was terrible. in The Good Wife. That's why I remember him from. He was in The Good Wife. Okay. So there, there's a website called LegalVision.com. Okay, where they tr- they answer the question: Is the Santa Claus contract enforceable? <laughs> what do they say? The 1994 film The Santa Claus is a Christmas classic. Tim Allen plays Scott Calvin, a businessman who startles Santa, causing him to fall off his roof on Christmas Eve. Scott then puts on Santa's suit and finishes delivering the presents. When Scott arrives at the North Pole, Bernard greets him and explains the Santa Claus. You're right. Yes. Okay. I'm not by insane. putting by putting on the Santa suit containing a card with a Santa Claus in fine print. Scott accepted the terms of the contract to become Ooh, the new Santa. I would While argue elements- that. Yeah. Go. 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 Uh, Oh, I would argue that that is enforceable. It's an enforceable contract where he has a he has accepted the contract by performing an action. Okay, interesting. This is also an Australian website, so they ooh, reference Australian ooh, law. Okay. While yeah. the elements of a legal contract are present, the article discusses whether the contract would be considered legally binding under Australian law. 
This is so good. What the fuck is this website? Old shenanigans. <laughs> Do we go? Oh, he's in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. This guy has been in so many fucking movies and like just like things that have crossed over my life. For example, he was a voice in Diablo Three. He was in I Love You Man. Um, the show Numbers, Law and Order, Special Victims Unit. Some movie or some TV show called Tax Man. I feel like he's been in... Oh, my God. He's, like, in every Harold and Kumar thing and spinoff ever. So oh, I'm my God. Gonna... Have you ever seen Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23? No, I've never seen oh, that. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, sorry. What were we saying? I'm not going to read this whole article because it's really long and actually goes kind of in-depth on the intention to create a legal relationship and yeah, validity you... and enforceability. Send but... me a link when you get a chance. <laughs> this is my bedtime rating. <laughs> <laughs> the conclusion here? Yeah. As stated by this article, yeah, written by Bianca. Thanks, Bianca. The range of issues highlighted in this article suggests that the Santa Claus contract would unlikely be binding under Australian law, and Scott could return home on Christmas Day. Please note that we are unable to comment on how the court would consider the contract under the laws of the North Pole. Oh my God, that's amazing. Bianca Reynolds, I really appreciate the work you've done. It's <laughs> so good. Oh my God. I almost feel like that next week we should come back and make the shenantics argument against legal vision about whether or not the Santa Claus is enforceable in the United States. So I think we should also have a running tally of how many times we're like, hey, we're going to talk about that next week in response and completely forget (laughs) to actually do anything in regards to that. I make great notes on a lot of things. I never make a single note about what I say we're going to talk about next week. If you listen to the end of like 95% of our podcasts, we're like, we'll revisit this next week. No, but today's today's food, I will say this, today's food's finished is a follow-up on last week's food finish. By last week, I mean two weeks ago food finish. Mm-hmm. So, just so, you know, a little bit of okay, a teaser. Okay, all right. I'll, so I'll people let, I'll keep let you get away listening for the next 50 minutes. Okay, all right. I'll let you get so, away with it. All right. Yeah. Whew, good. Thank good. God. Yeah, right? Right? I can't, I can't wait to bring a whole new food finish up in 50 oh. minutes. It's <laughs> just like... Oh, my God. Skanky. Wait. Let's bring this up. Let's... let's Next week, next week, for, for those of you guys to tweet at us if you guys know this, and then next week we're going to talk about it. It would be the, the default thing. would be the default thing. Exactly. Now, I'm curious about something. So, a few weeks ago... Maybe even was like a month ago, month and a half ago. I went to these uh, this podcasting event in Chicago with the podcast hosts from a podcast called Do by Friday, and the two of the three co-hosts uh, work and founded Cards Against Humanity here in Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. Max Temkin and Alex Cox, and they were hosting this kind of podcast workshop at an Apple store, and. I went to that, and it was it was it was very interesting. They gave a lot of advice to podcasters, and it made me think. And what I want to ask you, and I'm going to tell you a little story, and I'll follow back up with you in a second. Is I'm curious on it, what advice you would have as somebody who has hosted a podcast for two years right if someone came up to you 
excuse me, someone came up to you and said, hey, you've been doing shenanigans for two years. What advice do you have for me? Um, so I'm curious about what advice you're going to have. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of my experience at this little podcasting workshop that I went to. Hmm, okay, um, okay. So you can go you can go think about that, and then we'll follow back up with you in a second. So okay. um, bringing on my co-host, Jittery Cricket. Hey, Jittery, how are you doing? Here's a story I have to tell you while Skinky's other room. So I... So there was two things that really struck me about this, and they were almost like vastly extremes. Not talking about any of the advice that uh, Max and Alex gave to the podcasting group, but more just talking to people that were there. And so the first thing that kind of struck me is I sat down and I was sitting next to two fantastic individuals that had... Uh, great idea for podcasts and they were like so personable and they were really really cool people and they I was asking like oh what is your podcast and where can I find it but nothing was out there yet right and they had yeah. these great ideas of podcasts they wanted to do and podcasts they wanted to see out there and there was they were in various stages of preparing for it quote unquote right one had just like here's my idea but i don't know how to do anything to get this to kind of be past like the starting line and then um the other person had this great idea and a co-host and they were doing a lot of like the preparation phase where they would talk for hours and record it and then decided maybe it wasn't right to like ready to be released and like just kind of kept going there and refining their idea and going on and on and on Mm -hmm. um and so like i it was kind of interesting seeing those two and then when on the other side of the room like they would have people come up and like pitch what their podcast was and you had a lot of people that would come up and pitch the podcast that they were already doing and there was some really interesting stuff that people were pitching that they were either already doing or that they kind of wanted in like that they had this idea for but that required so much work that they probably had like six more months worth of development and the one that i'm mainly thinking about is this guy was doing this fiction podcast where it was completely voice acted by local Chicago voice actors. And so he's like, I have the entire script written. I have recorded a lot of parts of it. He's like, but in order for me to release the podcast or even to like get on a schedule to start releasing it, he's like, I have so much more that I need to record and I have to find voice actors that are willing to do it. Right. So like his, it's like, all right, I get why you're not there yet. Right. Like you have Mm -hmm. work that you cannot possibly do. And you're trying to find people to kind of fill that role. Um, It was kind of, was interesting to me on two ends, right? One end was when I look at, and I bring it back to Twitch, right? Look at Twitch. There is so much of a networking aspect built into the fact that there is a Twitch chat built into the streaming platform, right? If I want to start trying to network with other Twitch streamers, the best way to do it is watch their stream, kind of hang out with their community and then try and connect with them, right? But it's all there for me to take. I just got to put the work in with a podcast, it's not there. You know what I mean? Like, how do I find other podcasts? Like, how do I connect with other podcasters? How do I, like, if I want to find cool Chicago podcasts, like, I can't just type cool Chicago podcast in Google necessarily mm-hmm. and find it. Like, maybe I will, but it just, it doesn't feel like the cool thing, like this, like, thing that can happen organically compared to Twitch where it's like, oh, I want to find cool people that broadcast this, right? Like, that feels like that was much more tangible to me. And so I'm sitting there, I'm hearing really cool ideas. I'm like, I don't know how I would find you other than what's happening right now. And this is a lot of work just to find new podcasts that listen to that come out of Chicago. Um, yeah. 
But the second thing that came to my mind is it feels like so many people do so much of the preparation work out of like fear to launch, right? Like they don't like, I want to make everything perfect before I put this out in the world. And it's almost like there's never a good time to do it, right? I can record like, realistically, what is this episode 120? I can record 120 episodes of shenanigans with skanky. And then I'm still not sure if this is the right episode to kind of put out for people to listen to. And Mm -hmm. so like the two people next to me, like, I think my advice to them would be do it. Like it's even if it's not perfect, even if it's not the artwork you want to put out in the world, like fucking do it like just go sit down record and start making something because otherwise you can be a year from now and be like that idea i had that was really really cool and i never executed on it or i never even tried right i never even know if it would have failed or succeeded because i just never kind of put it out there and so Mm That was kind of the thing that I saw looking around to it. So I'm curious what you would tell to people that would come up to you and say, hey, I have this idea for a podcast or I just kind of want to start a podcast. That would be my exact my exact advice would be just to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think I agree with you so much that there are so many people now. Mm-hmm. They do have all these amazing ideas. Mm-hmm. But I think when you look at podcasts – a lot of podcasts right out right now, I think a lot of them that people listen to are very polished. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mostly because there's not like one dude working on this podcast. Yeah. Like there is a whole team of people who are getting paid full time to work on, on these things, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so if you're like starting something as your passion project and you keep going back and forth about trying to say, oh, I want to make this thing perfect, blah, 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 blah. Like it's just not going to – nothing is ever going to be perfect like that. Yeah. And it's the, you know, I guess one of the other things that I guess you bring up that's really interesting is there isn't really a network out there for you to find podcasts that you'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's not really something out there. The only reason people listen to our podcast is because of Twitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or your friends. <laughs> like your, right? Twitch I mean, like, or pressure from irl relationships like, yeah yeah like that's i i doubt there's anyone listening to this podcast right now mm-hmm. who either don't know one of us personally mm-hmm. or what like watches us on twitch yeah no i i completely i truly i think that's a hundred percent correct um and for me at least i don't think that has anything to say about shenantics right that's just what shenantics is um yeah which also makes it kind of interesting to talk to people that don't especially like people i know outside like just outside of our bubble it's it makes it interesting to talk about shenantics because like oh you have a podcast and whatever it is in their mind is a specific thing right a podcast is x and then their mind is trying to make connections to what podcast do i know and then they connect to obviously big ones like serial in this american life and then they also their mind is like we know it is not that right like we know sure. we know that whatever he is doing is not serial nothing against him but it's not serial or else we would have heard about it it's besides mm-hmm. him telling us. And so it's like, they know it's not that, but like their mind is trying to connect what it is. And it's like this kind of 
like this this other thing that exists out there where I think it's you and me, but also everyone else that listens that knows about Twitch, this isn't something different than what we know, right? Like because a lot of what we know and the people we know through Twitch, this is the audio version of what the the same world we exist in in Twitch, right? It's small. Yeah. The people that like the people that watch us on Twitch are people that most likely either stumbled upon us or well, really you stumbled upon you or knew someone else that watches you. Right. And so it's kind of like, and that's the same thing with shenantics. And so, and so anyway, so I completely agree with everything you said, right? Like it's not with the one, we don't have the, the depth of one man shop type podcast out there or like that. It's not that easy to discover. So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Podcasts, I feel they also, at least for us, I think especially, the podcast evolves. Mm-hmm. And you got to go with it. Yeah. And I mean, for our podcast, it's always kind of been, we're just kind of shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it just doesn't really work for other podcasts that are like, are super focused yeah. on something. Yeah. But for us, you know, we started out on this podcast talking mainly about Twitch because that was our connection, right? Mm-hmm. Was through that, and that's something that we could have a discussion about. Um, but it's completely morphed into... I, I don't even know. <laughs> what, <laughs> I don't either. What is it morphed into? I'm not sure. I'm still, got, I'm still going off of the... Uh, Two internet friends learning more about each other through a podcast. That is what I tell everybody. Every anyone time anybody asks yeah. what shenanigans is about, that is what I say because I that is as far as I can know or I can tell the best description of what this is. So. Yeah, it's the best that we could probably get. Yeah. But if you told someone that now, right, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'm gonna go listen to episode one," you'd be like, "Well, you're gonna be a little confused." Yeah, it's true. It's so because true. we're talking about this website. With this guy that's named Skanky for some reason (laughs) and not Nick. Why are you calling him that? And this is very strange. (laughs) So, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, I think weird. I think, think, well, it's, it's weird. I think one thing that's kind of interesting is if you boil all the podcasts down, there is, there's two reasons why people listen to a podcast. They either really like the topic that they're talking about, but more so it's because they like the personalities or the people discussing the topic, right? Like, mm-hmm. pri- like if I look at all the podcasts I look that I listen to, it's primarily the second one. And I think a big reason of that is, is that the first one, whatever the topic is that you're talking about, there are some really unique and really good ones that you can only get in certain areas. But there's other ones that I keep listening because I just, I prefer this person delivering me that content, whatever it is. If it's humor, if it is nonfiction narrative stories, like, I, like a lot of times it's that, right? And so if you think, even if you think about big ones like This American Life, right? Like if you really like a certain This American Life contributor, then the episodes that they're on and they're telling the story that they research are better episodes to you because like I am looking forward to you telling me what you've learned. Um, mm-hmm. When I listen to Reply All, right? I really like reply alls we do and find out weird things about the internet. But even more than that, I really like PJ and Alex's kind of relationship that comes through in the podcast. And that is 
more of a reason I keep listening every week to week compared to the first one. And I think the one that I like that's kind of sitting in the back of my mind with all this is if you listen to D&D podcasts, well, they all have the same core ultimate thing that they're doing D&D campaigns together, but the reason you pick one over another is because you like the personalities that are involved in that podcast. And mm-hmm. I mean, D&D is the best example because you have endless amounts of them to try and go find, but you stick to certain ones because you think they do a really good job. Yeah. But, and regardless if it's polished or not, right? Some of my favorite, D- like I started listening to D&D podcasts, if you can't tell. Um, but my favorite ones right now are the unpolished, I've never run a campaign before. And I'm laughing my ass off because I really like the people that are doing it, right? Like, it's like, oh, great, you're doing a terrible job at running a D&D campaign. But this is so fucking funny that I just want to keep listening and laughing along with you guys. So, mm-hmm. um, and so like I said, that all goes back to what's, you know, Skanky's advice of just fucking do the thing. Um, if people like you, they like you. If they don't, then welcome to my life. Yeah, make it, <laughs> make a <laughs> podcast and put it out. Yeah, even if it's every two weeks when people are expecting it to be weekly, you know, just put it out there. Hmm. Hmm. So, and then maybe, hopefully, ideally, you'll bring some joy or some information to somebody out there in the in the world. So, yeah, but. yeah. But if you want a successful podcast, marketing is your best friend. That is so incredibly true. I swear, marketing makes the world go round. So. It's so important for a podcast especially. Yeah. Because there is no way for someone to find you. It's true. It's true. Like, th- th- like, there's no way for people to just stumble upon through the iTunes store like there is in other types of medium, right? Like, it's not... I don't know, other than maybe someone mentions you, but like, unlike Twitter, let's say I say, oh, someone should go read at so-and-so's article. Well, you can click on at so-and-so, or if I retweet them, right? You can click on the retweet or click on their username and be like, oh, wow, I really think what they're doing is funny or cool or whatever. And then you can follow them, right? Well, with podcasting, there isn't that, right? Podcasting is the old web type of way of doing it. And most of the time when people are consuming them, they're not at anything or have access mm-hmm. to anything where they can actually follow up on anything they hear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. if anything, like show notes are a luxury that there are people that they're very important to, but that a lot of people can't take advantage of them because like, great, I'm in the car driving. You mentioned something. I'm going to forget about what you just told me by the time I get where I'm going. So yeah, oh, that's my, that's a, a big long podcast rant. So, so you talk to anyone about our podcast? I talk to people about our podcast all the time. And it Hell is, yeah. It is so incredibly difficult to talk about it. So it's... <laughs> It truly is. No, it truly. So I was at this podcasting workshop, and like I said, like it was kind of it was it was a little interesting because you have the two people next to me that have these great ideas had never started. And they're like, oh, like you know, do you have podcasts? I was like, oh yeah. Oh, oh, great! Like, when did you start it? I was like, ah, oh, two years ago. <laughs> like, it's so it's like, <laughs> oh, what's it about? So I tell them, and then later in the whole podcasting workshop, they're like, oh, stand up and pitch us your podcast idea, and we'll give you feedback. And I'm okay. sitting there. And I thought to myself, I was like, no, thank you. The reason why, the reason why is because 
First of all, I've been doing this fucking podcast for two years. Second of all, I don't give a shit what you tell me is wrong with it because I'm not going to change it, right? Like, it maybe doesn't it, matter. Yeah, exactly. Like it, doesn't, it really doesn't matter. It truly does. It's like, oh, I'm sorry that you don't like my podcast because I know what your number one feedback is going to be. Great. We have two white men that talk about something on the internet again. It's like, yes, yes, we are like every other goddamn podcast out there. Sorry we can't change that, but we have a great time every week, and if you don't want to listen you don't want to listen but uh or every two weeks every two weeks oh yeah sorry every two <laughs> weeks every it's gonna take a while to break me from that habit skate <laughs> i don't even know if that's an official thing it's just when we're putting it's out just, the podcast it's just no because i've i've learned a lot from my my you know 43 years on this earth is that you set expectations low so you can just walk over the bar um so we're gonna set it every two weeks so that way we do every week people are just like very happy with us right like that way nesto just sends us even more money um yeah nesto keep sending those checks man yeah yeah they're really they're really they're really helping so anyways but yeah no i just so i just kind of sat there and like oh no you should go up and tell them about your podcast and i was like looking at him, i was like no like like truly like thank you i appreciate that like you want like that you that you are concerned that the reason i'm not standing up is because i have this fear of public speaking which is not the case at all <laughs> like, <it's> not, <laughs> like trust me i will get up there in a second and tell them all my shitty ideas <laughs> the big the bigger problem is that i really don't care what the feedback is so i am kind of deathly curious what the feedback would be though i know what the feedback is like i I, like i for example like i think outside of the feedback of starting it like if i came to you and i told you hey skanky i have this idea for a podcast i've been doing it for two years I'm having a hard time summarizing it because I'm not quite sure what it's about. But essentially, it's me and my friend. We met on Twitch and we kind of talk every week. We read Wikipedia. We kind of summarize things that we've seen in the last week. And as two friends getting to know each other, give me some feedback on how you think I can improve. The first. Keep doing you, man. Yes. yes. Keep doing you. And the first. fun? Okay. that's what i think the problem is it's because the feedback is either if you're having fun keep doing it the second one is maybe you should have started with a more concrete premise when you started the podcast so which like you said they evolve like two years later we're not talking as much about twitch as we were but that i mean let's change it let's change our podcast right now i'm cole i'm ready i'm ready we're gonna be we're gonna be a fiction podcast storytelling but as if we were a Dalmatian dog in a firehouse. Oh, oh, Okay, in the mind of a Dalmatian oh. in a firehouse who speaks English. <laughs> See, we already fucked up. We already pivoted from our original podcast. Never mind. Idea. Let's go back to the original. <laughs> yes, exactly. I like that one. I I'm like done with one. this. So. <laughs> anyways but uh (laughs) i um but yeah no it's just i don't know it is it is kind of interesting it's uh so we have any new listeners uh we're working on it we're working i gave people our url and twitter account so okay who knows who knows maybe we do maybe we don't something could happen yeah, maybe something. maybe we could make it big. Maybe we could make it big. Maybe we could make it big. So I think what we need to do is that one of the two of us needs to go out and become famous for something or infamous uh-huh. for something, and then this thing will oh. just take off. 
and uh-huh. just make us millions of dollars. Like a high-speed car chase or something? Uh, yes, yes, 100%. 100%. Okay. Actually, that reminds me, though. The one thing that they said, I mean, they really, they truly did give a lot of really good advice, which I do like. Um, I don't remember all of it, because like I said, it was a month and a half ago, and I also already felt like I knew everything because I have a podcast. Um, but one thing that they did say, which I so completely agree with, is they said to everyone here, they said, if you are doing this to make money, don't. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 Amen. yes, yes. Like, like if you're sitting here and be like, I have a great idea for a podcast and this might help me quit my job. Like, uh, go back to the drawing board and no, don't do it. Don't do it. Like, like maybe there's a, there is a chance that, that your idea is fantastic and people are going to love you and everything's going to change for you and it's going to be great. But you are might have a very miserable time trying to get there. However, if you kind of go back and you're like, I think this is a really cool idea and I want to put that out in the world, like start there and be like, I don't give a shit if I don't make money forever. At least it's a really cool idea. At least I did it. Um, mm-hmm. And so like back to Skanky, go ahead and start your freaking idea. And I'm sure it truly, I truly am sure that it's awesome and do it going forward. And don't worry about if you're going to make money. Cause if you do, it will happen. Um, but don't count on it. So. We made a podcast for two years where you never had a sponsor. That's true. That's true. And I check the email once every six months. <laughs> yes. So is it my fault with the advertisers? I think a little bit of both. He's like looking at it now. It's like Audible, <laughs> Audible, 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 Squarespace, Squarespace, Audible, Audible. It's like, geez. Casper Mattress? <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's like, he's like this is a weird mattress firm is in there too like that one might Home actually be Depot? Worse <laughs> yes. so. tesla oh my gosh oh my god i saw such a cool youtube video the other day okay um i, I gotta see if i can find it while i tell you at the same time i'm really bad at multitasking is it about a t- is it about a tesla yes kind of maybe okay it's hard to describe. Was it hard to not hard to describe? It's very easy to describe. Um, it is about Tesla. It's about okay. There's also a second thing that I saw, which I, I got to remember. I got to copy this link <laughs> and I got to open oh this gosh. one, so I have time to tell you about those videos. So I'm just kind of going through okay. YouTube history now. Um, but there was this awesome video about this woman who wanted a Tesla pickup truck. And yeah. so she bought a brand new Tesla and cut it up and turned it into a pickup truck. That's ridiculous. It was so incredibly cool. Yeah, here we go. Have you heard of Simone Gertz? No. Okay, so it was her. I'm going to give you a link to this. And okay. It was... It was, Hopefully it doesn't start playing. No, it didn't. Yeah. Um, the title video is... I all caps, I turned my Tesla into a pickup truck. And it is, first of all, Simone is so incredibly cool. Um, she's she's awesome. She has a great personality. It's back to the thing about people that have like great personalities and I want to watch it just because I think she rocks, right? Like she's doing cool things, but at the end of the day, I think she's badass and rocks. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, she takes this, what is it, like a Tesla? What kind of Tesla is it? I'm trying to, I'm trying to see if I can find details. I can't. Tesla, Tesla 3, is that, does that sound like a Tesla thing? Yeah, that sounds like a Tesla. Yeah, yeah. And so like, and then like kind of like cut off the back end and like puts in pickup truck parts. And I don't know, it was, it was a really, really Whoa. cool video. It's about 30 minutes long. She brings in help from a whole bunch of other YouTubers that do 
kind of, I would say, tangential uh, channels that do things related to Teslas and rebuilding things and like cool maker ideas. And it was it was just it was a really cool journey to see uh, see her progress through that. So, fun. Yeah, it is really, really fun. And then they did this really cool idea that at the end of it, they made a like, quote unquote, truck commercial for this fake Tesla pickup truck that they made, which is pretty awesome. So and then another one I wanted to tell you about is uh, uh, kotkey.org, which I go to for all my good internet stuff, uh, posted this link uh, back on June 26 about a YouTube channel um that what is it called it's called oh my god I, i'm so into this yes already. you I, I knew you would be as i'm watching this Dude, i'm this like is, I, this is it right i'm like i cannot i cannot wait to tell you about this the youtube channel is called rescue and restore and what the channel does is they restore vintage cho- uh, vintage toys to like oh, new yeah. condition and the first video in the post is a one of those old Tonka trucks with like the big dump truck uh, that's like bright yellow and how he restore like how they go through and restore it and it is so soothing to watch like they completely dismantle it take out all the little rivets and divots and screws and everything and like disassemble it like sandblast all the rust and paint off of it like i'm gonna watch the shit out of this yes i so good everyone should link in the show notes now now that tiny's back from her trip to portland she can uh she can redo the show notes i hope um but yeah it's so incredibly good i I almost want to like just throw it on repeat as i work because it, there's something just so soothing about it. And one thing that I really like about the format of it is that there is no outside personality. Like the personality in every video is the item that they're restoring, right? Like video mm-hmm. one, there's no voice on it or anything, right? Video one is literally the Tonka truck. And they just take it apart and sandblast it. And there's just everything about it is so, I don't know, it's, just, it's so nice. But yeah, you're going to love this. So, also in Simone's video, mm-hmm. uh, there is a really great YouTuber called Rich Rebuild. Oh yes, yeah. So Rich Rich's YouTube channel is really good, mm-hmm. and I definitely recommend it if you're into. He like rebuilds and restores Teslas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and buys them at auction that like they had water damage and mm-hmm. he, like he goes through the whole process of like making sure the battery works still and like it's it's so cool. I'd recommend his channel. Yeah, I haven't watched any of his videos yet. They're on my list of things to watch. Um, and he's another person, great personality. I would watch it just because he seems so awesome. Um, uh, he's hilarious. It's very, very fun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've really, I've really kind of jumped into the YouTube world a lot more for ways to consume content, and uh-huh. I, it truly has paid off. I've, uh, I've really been enjoying myself. So. It's a- I've been watching some really weird things recently. Mm-hmm. I got into, oh god, I got into this. Uh, have you have you ever watched? Um, fuck, what's his name now on YouTube? Skippy sixty two Abel. I've never heard of this ever. Or his name L A Beast. <laughs> no, Skippy sixty two Abel. So LA Beast is like a competitive eater. Okay. And he eats like the craziest shit. And his videos are just absolutely ridiculous. LA Beast 
eats a cactus. Oh, I got to sign in <laughs> on this for <laughs> This guy there is, is a lot of vomit. This guy is quintessential bro it seems like. Oh, dude. So he actually I I think he's from New York. But he eats like the craziest shit and it is so funny. So he got actually he got really big because he drank a crystal Pepsi from like the 80s. Yeah. And he had this whole campaign for Pepsi to bring back Crystal Pepsi, <laughs> which they ended up doing. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Because of like the video, um, even though he like threw up almost the entire thing because it was from the 80s <laughs> and disgusting. Um, but yeah, he's got some really, really weird ass videos of him eating some strange things. But um, it's all in good fun. Yeah. God. Man, YouTube. YouTube's a weird freaking place still, man. It truly is. It truly is. That's so bizarre. Man. Yeah. LA Beast here. <laughs> I also check him out. I also that that he goes by LA Beast, but I just love that his YouTube handle is Skippy62 Able. Yeah, I know. It's just like <laughs> Like, He's been on YouTube for so long that it doesn't even matter yeah, anymore. Right. <laughs> that is so great. I love that. Oh, anyway, so oh man, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. YouTube, love to see it. Yeah. Speaking of YouTube, um, they I heard no Twitch. I heard. <laughs> Release the new feature, subscriber-only streams, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, that's what I wanted to talk about. So I'm curious. I'm curious if it, what what thoughts and opinions that you have about this, especially as someone that still you know streams compared to me. All right, I want to be open and honest about this one. Okay, that's what shenanigans is. It, they literally open and honest. Hashtag open and honest. You know. Okay, here we go. What do you think I'm going to say, I'm called? That's what I want. What do you ooh, think? Ooh, that's a good. This is good. That's this a, is a good test. That was that this was This is a good test. That was that was a good a good flip back onto me. Um I think I think that what you're going to say is it's all right, sure, Twitch. Release this thing. I guess props on you for doing it. I don't see it taking off and people using it outside of every once in a while as a kind of niche testy type thing. And I don't think it's going to take off because by kind of gatekeeping and blocking your contact content behind subscriber-only stuff is one way to kind of inhibit future growth. So there's no reason to do it in the future. Yes, <laughs> and uh, that's all I got. Yes, and I really don't care. Oh, that too. <laughs> that too. I should have. Should have. Should have started with that. <laughs> I think I went a little too deep on this one. <laughs> I've stopped. I've, I've. I've stopped caring about anything that Twitch comes out with. Yeah. I, I really. I. I could give two craps really yeah. about this. And I'd have honestly no, like the exact thing that you said, if I had an opinion about it, that would be it. Mm -hmm. But honestly, this thing doesn't affect me. 
It doesn't affect my stream. I don't care what other people do with their streams. They can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. So I, I really don't care. Yeah. I, I've stopped caring a lot with Twitch stuff. I think that's healthy. I I just don't I don't I'm not bothered by it mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. I'm over I'm over that. Yeah. I've been I've been streaming on this platform for too long now that I I think I'm over I'm over like mm -hmm. any new features or whatever or what other people do on their streams like I'm here to hang out with my friends like I'm kind of over mm -hmm. that. Yeah. No, I think it's a. I like that. I like that. Now, now but I think it's a shitty idea for people to, to, to do. Like, to, to, you're really, really. Uh, if we're talking, you know, specifically about this thing, like, I, I think it's not really a good idea unless you're using it in like a really specific way. I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I guess if you were having a specific subscriber thing, like, um, I could, I could see it being used as like for classes, maybe. Mm -hmm. Someone wants to do a private class mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for subscribers only, but like, all right, like, do you? I don't really care. Yeah, I think that's the use. But well, yeah, and I think, but I think, kind of like to expand on this and put words in your mouth is sure. I I think at the end of the day, like Twitch be Twitch, whatever you want to do, you can do. If you introduce new tools for people to use, fine. Like, I don't have an opinion one way or another. People can do what they want to do. Is there a use case mm -hmm. for it? Maybe. And if there is, then those people should do it like that. You know what I mean? If you figure out yeah. a way that should be done, or even if you just want YOLO, try it. Like, hey, like, new feature. I think this might work in this way. And do it. Then then do it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, sure. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know what I mean? At the end... Mm -hmm. We can spend hours talking till the sun goes around, but I don't think it. A, I don't think it really actually adds anything to the discourse about it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. the best example for this is, um, I think it's two things. I think first of all is that when bits were launched, we can all talk until we're literally out of breath about whether or not cheering in bits is good or bad for the platform. At this point, doesn't fucking matter. It's there. Yeah, you know I mean, and people use sure, it. Sure. Some people make money on it. Like whatever it is, it's there. If you want to use it or don't want to use it, then whatever. Um, and whatever we spent time talking about back then, I don't think it has any bearing on this now. Second big thing: when affiliates came out, we can spend the entire time talking about how too low the limits are for people to become affiliates and how this is going to be bad or this is going to be good and how all streamers are maybe going to just be complete sellouts and they're going to do it for the wrong reason just to become affiliates, etc, etc, etc. We spend hours talking about it. Fast forward to now, doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, mm -hmm. the system is what it is. Twitch wanted to do what they wanted to do and I think the better content are the people that's kind of just moved on and cared about whatever theirs was. You know what I mean? Like the better streams yeah. are the ones that kind of go no comment back to whatever we do to build up like, or not even build up whatever we do because we have fun with every stream. Um, and so I think, I think that's the way I think I, I agree with you on that one. Um, yeah. But all those words you put in my mouth were a hundred percent correct. Yes. Yes. I think sometimes it's interesting, though, to talk about cultural shifts and things mm -hmm. and how specific updates might change the way maybe a platform works. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a cool and fun conversation to have. Yeah. 
But I don't think it's a necessary thing mm-hmm. for us to have an opinion about it or to really care all that much. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess maybe I was in a different headspace too when affiliates came out in regards to streaming mm-hmm. than I am now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where like I've I've been having fun throughout the entire time I was streaming, of course, but I feel like I've been having more fun now. Mm-hmm. Not really caring all that much yeah. about anything in regards to that. Yeah. You know? No, I completely Or the next agree. update or affiliate ship or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, it's just kind of about hanging out and, and having fun. And, you know, that's that's what it is. Yeah, I agree. And, so. I, and I think to kind of pull up full circle on this entire episode, actually, is I feel I feel like exactly what you said... And your shifting in feelings about all that in general is reflected in Shenantics episode one to Shenantics episode now. Yeah, you know I mean, like, mm, why? Absolutely. Like, why is it that we don't talk about what we did for the first twenty-five episodes? Well, part of it is is that our kind of view, a our view on things, but also the way we use the online entertainment that we've used before has shifted drastically from back then. Um, I mean, how one of us, uh, some would argue both of us don't stream anymore. And it's uh, like, <laughs> not as much, <laughs> but, uh, but no, like, I do have the, I do have the nickname M call, but honestly, it's a great nickname to is. have. So, I would not want to be anyone else. Well, thank you. Thank you. M call. Um, but it's a uh, no problem. Skank. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that is that is you know I think it's like kind of that plays into it, and then that in con- you know in like kind of moving with it, it gives us opens the doors where we could talk about stupid shit about like YouTube channels where people eat stupid stuff and restore Tonka <laughs> trucks, right? Like it's it has it has opened up other areas in what we can do. So it's not I don't look at it as a bad thing. I think it's just like an overall change in where we've shifted to other stuff. Um sure. But, sure. But yeah, no, I, I I agree with with all with all of that that you said. Plus I think that <laughs> and it's not a Twitch thing completely. I think it is kind of across the everything when you get very invested which is you know i i don't it's not even a bad thing to do but it's definitely an easy thing to do when you get very invested in an industry or even just a a company or part of your life feels like it's intertwined with it so let's say like maybe you make money on it or you spend enough time with it um it's like that the changes that they do feel like they're such a big impact on things that like you mm-hmm. kind of want to focus on that. So like I I see it with like the because like I follow Apple and technology stuff also, and when I follow the people that are really into Apple on Twitter and I pull up that list, like every little or big change that they make, like you can see here's like seventy five hours of new content debating why the new Mac Pro is a good or bad thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that kind of happens when you care so much about a corporation and not that that's a bad thing, but maybe it's not for everybody too. So like, maybe it's not, yeah. you know, it's not like no, nothing against people that do care a lot about what every new update Twitch does. And that is very, very important for some people, especially if you make your money on it. Um, but sometimes I, I'm, for me at least, I'm kind of just a little burnt down and caring about what the private company Twitch does moving forward with things. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so okay. very, very good. Yeah. So, yeah. Skanky. 
Yes, sir. I made a promise at the beginning of this episode. Yes. That we would come back around. And so for the food finish. All right, round about. Let's do it. I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite churro filling? Ooh. Wait, did we talk about churros two weeks ago? No. <laughs> How are we rounding about to them? I don't know. I was just going to try to go a whole different way, but I was going to follow back up with the actual roundabout after you answered me. <laughs> oh. Uh, chocolate? Ooh, good. I'll one-up you. I, I like Nutella in mine, so... Oh, yeah, Nutella. I mean, yeah, Nutella's good. Yeah, Nutella's good. Anyway, so but no, I do have an update from two weeks ago. So two weeks ago, I told okay. you that I was trying to cut back on the amount of meat consumption yes! that I was doing in a week. And I said I was going to give an update every week in our okay. podcast. And so I do have an update um, okay. about it. And so for those of you guys that don't remember, because it was about a year ago uh, or two weeks ago, it my <sighs> my plan, my end goal is I want to try to cut out the as much as possible the meat that I consume during the weekdays. Um, so excluding Fourth of July coming up, what are you gonna do? I know. I know. Anyway, um, excluding Friday, Saturday, Sunday weekdays, I want to cut it out, and I did it by adding one day at a time. So my first week I was cut out um, Mondays. Second week, which was last week, I cut out Monday, Wednesday, and so this week would be Monday, Wednesday, Thursday that I wouldn't eat meat. Um, and why not Tuesdays? Well, the week after that will be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So Tuesday is the last day to kind of throw into the pile. Um, oh. Huh. And so this week will be tough for two reasons. Um, well, we'll go back and then we'll talk about this upcoming week. Uh, so first of all, it's gone, I would say, very well. Granted, there's only been, in the last two weeks, there's only been three days that I haven't eaten meat. So it's not like this, yeah. this huge like accomplishment, really. Um, but as someone that has literally eaten meat with every meal for every day leading up to then, it's kind of was at least, it did take enough of a shift in the way I was doing things. And so overall, it went much better than I was anticipating. I'm consuming more pasta and salads. Um, okay. But I mean, dinner's easy, especially like when it was only those three days because it kind of be like, oh, here's this really cool pasta recipe that I really want to try out. Or um, like this past week, uh, we did a really cool... Um, we took those Beyond Meat sausages I was talking about, and they have like a hot Italian sausage. And so for dinner, we made this really cool um, potato, uh, bell pepper, and then the spicy Italian sausage kind of like stir fry type thing. And mm-hmm. it turned out it was so incredibly good, and it was also very, very filling. And so it, the, I've been leaning a lot on the meat substitutes, um, and uh, which has been helping a lot. But the one where okay. I'm really falling short is lunch. I don't know. It's tough for lunch, right? It's so hard for lunch. Like I can do snacks because I love hummus and any vegetable. And so, uh-huh. like when I go to work, you get sick of salads and stuff. Like that's yeah. Yeah. You can't have it every day. And that's kind of what I've been doing so far. And so it's like I can and like the thing is I need something to bring. And so like I, I part of me is hoping it'll get easier when I have all the weekdays covered because I can just bring leftovers, right? Whatever I make for Monday yeah. night dinner, I make twice as much, and then Tuesday's lunch is Monday night's dinner. And so I'm hoping that alleviates it a bit. But when I'm eating meat, like 
my go-to, which is the number one meat that I want to cut out, but my go-to is just a deli sandwich, right? Like Mm -hmm. ham and provolone with some, you know, lettuce and, you know, spicy brown mustard and mayo. Like, Oh, yeah. Right? Perfect. And it's like, that's that's so easy. And that makes lunches like an absolute no-brainer. And my worry is, is that I don't want to go... I really, I want, I need to figure this out because my problem is, is that if I don't, then that's where it's all going to start to fall apart. Because what I'll do is every day for lunch, I'm going to go out somewhere and that defeats half the purpose because I'm going to go out somewhere, I'm going to get something I'm not supposed to be getting. And then the consequence of that is now I'm also spending much more money, right? And so that's where, that's where I'm kind of having a kind of a little bit of a, a tough spot right now. So I'm hoping that kind of shakes itself out and I can figure out a plan going forward. Um, mm-hmm. but other than that, I would say up until this point, it's going very, very well. And I think it's going to go very well going forward this coming week though. Uh, I thought about it and this week I'm not living within those confines for two reasons. First of all, we had friends visiting all weekend from out of town. And so we did a lot mm-hmm. of cooking at home, which means like we barbecued and stuff. So we have a lot of extra meat and with the like 4th of July come holiday coming up, I'd rather not just throw away food because it's not going to be eaten. Right? Like, yeah. That seems like the same type of thing. Like if I want to try and do it for the environment, well, if the food's already made and cooked and it's a leftover, well, it's kind of defeating the purpose to just throw it in the garbage can. Well, we compost now, so throw it in the compost bin. Like it just seems like, like just to like cut my nose off to spite it. And then I don't want to set myself up for failure by being like, oh, and for the Fourth of July, you know what I mean? It's like it's just enough of a tough yeah. week where it's like I'm trying to do this for like a bigger goal. So it's like, all right, this week I'm going to try and stay within the confines, but at the same time there's enough other like wrenches thrown in that if i do it's not the end of the world and then the week after we'll pick it back up with monday wednesday thursday no meat during the week so okay but yeah that's that's been the update so far so sidebar yes what do you do with your compost so we um we use a service in Chicago called Waste Not Compost. There was, I think, four or five different services we looked at, and they drop us off one of those kind of big, is like a five or ten gallon bucket, and mm-hmm. we put that into our stairwell, and with the lid on it, it doesn't smell at all. And so we have that in our stairwell, and then we have a small compost bin in the fridge. So when we're cooking, we put all of our compost scraps in the small fridge one, and then you know a few times a week, that fridge one gets emptied into the big compost, and then they pick up the big compost bucket every two weeks and give us a new bucket. Oh. And it costs, I think, I think we pay either 10 or $12 a month for that. So... That's how, so that's how we, mm. that's how we're private company or is that run by the city? That's a private company. I wish Chicago did it. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, we, Chicago can't even tackle recycling, so I doubt they would get to compost anytime soon. Um, mm-hmm. But is there, there's no places where you could drop off your compost? So they, you can drop them off at um, the farmer's markets. Uh, and yeah. a lot of the companies that do the doorstep delivery um, have drop-off. The problem that we were having is that we our schedule wasn't consistent enough that we would know that we'd be able to get to a compost drop-off within time that we needed to, like, we were going to be full. Oh, yeah. And so, okay. like, our worry is, is that we know that they're picking us up every two weeks. We know we can fit everything we need in there within two weeks. But the problem is, like, oh, what if we can't get into a compost to drop-off in those two weeks? Well, now when we're in our third week, we're just throwing food away again because our compost bucket is filled. Uh, yeah, 
So that's why I switched off that one. The compost company we're using, I think it's like every two months or so, they bring you back a bucket of compost if you want. And we have a f- oh. yeah, we have a few friends in that live near us that have like urban gardens. And so we're gonna give them we have a few like uh various like things growing out on our uh, back like porch and stuff like that but like other than that we're gonna use a little bit of the compost for our stuff and then we're gonna give the rest of it to our friends for use in their gardens um and then uh some of the other companies we looked at a lot of them are run by various urban farms and so your composting goes to help their farm and then they give you back like 10 percent off their produce if you go to a farmer's market or stuff like that so um, cool. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of how we've been handling it. But I think it's been it, it has been working out r- really well so far. It feels better for us to be composting our food waste because it makes it feel a bit a little bit less, uh, like a little bit less of an impact. And then the second thing is, it's kind of it's kind of you have a visual. You have a, you can see what your food waste is. And you can see if you can cut back on it, right? Because every week, every two weeks, we're filling up this five or ten gallon bucket. And if it's like, all right, we want to try and cut back on food waste. Well, are we filling up less of the bucket for these two weeks? And it's like that can kind of yeah. be a goal that you go for. So hmm. yeah, so it's been going well. Fun, yeah, Mister Mister the environment, yeah, Mister Hippie over here. So. Save the environment. Look at this. Look at this. Look at the way I have progressed through on Shenantics. Like, let's go back two years so ago. So sustainable. So sustainable. So, but yeah, no, it's been fun. So I will, but yeah, I'll keep you guys posted about the, the cutback on meeting, meat eating. Yeah, so. I want to know. Yeah, it's been interesting. It's not, like I said, it hasn't been, I, one other thing I really want to say really quickly is that one thing that it has kind of had an impact on is it's, with cutting out meat, I'm also like trying to make better choices when I'm not. So like I said, when I try and do a snack at work, I tend to bring like veggies and hummus or like apples and peanut butter and stuff like that. And having the Mm -hmm. conscious thing about that, I'm not like, I used to be like, let's go a month back. I'd be sitting there with like a giant, huge back of bag of ruffles and just shoving them in my face all day. (laughs) And so now that I'm like, it's granted ruffles are not meat, but I'm like, well, if I'm doing that, like I can at least bring like, maybe better choices during the day which has helped a lot so it's like okay i bring carrots and hummus and i have a few of those and i'm like oh god that like i feel way better than when i downed half the bag of the loaded potato skins ruffles so um yeah uh, which has been that has been nice and so it's been a good side effect that isn't necessarily related to meat eating so Oh, well, good. Yeah, so it's been good. I want you to be healthy so you can live a long life yeah so then i can do shenantics forever Exactly. Every other week for the rest of my wife. <laughs> the rest of your for wife? The wife. <laughs> for the rest of my wife. That's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, chores, commute, whatever you do, we are there to hang out with you. You can find us on the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, our website, Shenantics.rock. Same thing as po- uh, apps like Pocket Casts and Overcast and Castro. There are so many ways that you can listen to us. You just got to go out there and you got to seize the 
vegan bull by the horns and go and listen to us. If you have any comments or questions, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash shenanticspod or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the discussion to tell us what your thoughts are on the new subscriber-only streams or maybe how I'm not doing vegetarianism right, uh, you can head over to our Discord. Go to discord.shenantics.rocks. They'll send you the invite link, which will pass you right over to the Discord server. And uh, Skanky, where can they find you on the internet? You know, Emco, we actually have a sponsor for this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It is uh, your friends. Yay! Emco, do you have friends? I I do. I do. I'm talking to one of them have Have you told them about the podcast? I have some of them, yes. Really interesting. You know what? I think... This episode should be sponsored by friends. Tell your friends about this podcast so that they can listen to it too and enjoy our banter. I really like that idea. Yeah, if you guys have any friends out there that you don't think know about Shenantics, pass along the word. It does help find new people find yeah. us. So um, I'm going to go tell someone about it right now. So when we're, when we're done. <laughs> wow. But Look at that. It's wonderful. Skanky, where can they find you on the internet? Yeah. They can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y, and I'm Cole. We're going to find, find me on the internet at mcole underscore M-C-U-L with the underscore underscore symbol, same username on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. It's been so good talking to you this week, bud. Me too, man. I'll talk to you next Goodbye. time. Bye.